You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He also serves as a board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S. and is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, sciatica. Hi, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? Doing great, Liz. Thanks for having me on again. Well, thanks for joining us. So is it true that the sciatic nerve is the largest nerve in the body? And where is it located? It absolutely is. And when you think about it, um, if anyone's ever seen a, a model of the spine, we can see that in between the two bones that come together, there are nerves that exit. And there's basically 33 uh, bones and the nerves are numbered one um, all the way down through. And the last three to four nerves all branch out, join together, conjoin, and then split again and form the sciatic nerve, which is the biggest nerve in the body. It typically starts from the lower lumbar segments, L3, 4, 5, and S1, and branches out, and then it travels a path from the lower back, slightly laterally or to the side, down through the buttocks, and typically goes straight down the leg. And a lot of people will experience sciatica in their lifetime. So it's usually, um, you know, starting in the lower back and then it travels down the leg. And sciatica is the term used to describe the pain from the sciatic nerve. Can you describe some of the symptoms of sciatica that people experience? Absolutely. The general rule of thumb, what you're going to see is pain that usually originates in the lower back and they'll feel pain close to the, the spine or what we call proximal. And then as you travel away down the nerve path, usually what they'll get is something called paresthesias, which can be numbness or tingling all the way down, and that can be experienced into the toe. So what you'll see is pain close to the origin of the nerve where it's getting pinched, and then it can travel down the back of the leg, and as you go farther away, it's usually perceived as numbness or tingling farther down the nerve axon. And what are the most common causes of sciatica? Well, there are three basic causes of sciatica. One could be when the discs herniate, swell up, or bulge. They will actually move out into the area where the nerve lives and compress the nerve and put pressure on the nerve. That irritation is what causes the pain that travel down the sciatic nerve. So essentially, it's the pinched nerve, and that can happen from the discs or if there's enough misalignment in the spine, which we call subluxation, where the bones actually move out of their alignment, it can actually compress the nerve physically just from the bones being out of alignment, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the disc swelling up and pressing on it. Those are the easiest ones for chiropractors to handle because once we correct the alignment, get the pressure off the nerves, a lot of time those symptoms will abate. It's a little bit different when the disc is herniated because the disc occupies space 
and it can become swollen and inflamed. So when we improve the alignment and get pressure off the disc, then the swelling of the disc goes down. Sometimes you can even create a negative pressure in the disc by distracting or opening up the spine manually and allow some of that disc material to create like a vacuum and pull it back in away from the, the nerve where it's getting irritated. So chiropractic can be very effective in, in handling people with sciatica. The other cause is something called a piriformis syndrome. Now, a piriformis is a muscle that's an internal-external rotator of the hip. And in probably, I forget the exact number, but I think it might be 20% of the people, that sciatic nerve actually pierces through that muscle. And if that muscle should tighten up or spasm, it can choke off or irritate that sciatic nerve and it creates sciatica from what's called a piriformis syndrome. So those are the most common three situations that would lead to sciatic nerve irritation or what most people call sciatica. Okay. And why does sciatic pain come and go? Well, that's a really good question. Hmm. Um, Typically in the patient who has like a disc injury where the discs are getting inflamed and swollen, there can be certain activities that you do like jumping rope or running that causes a lot of compression and every step the spine compresses, which can then irritate the disc, and then the disc can swell up, and when it's in an inflamed state, it will occupy enough space and irritate the nerve. Then when that disc is not as swollen and not as irritated, it shrinks down, just like anything that's inflamed once it's you know, gone through its course of inflammation, it'll shrink back to normal size, and it won't irritate the nerve so much, and they might not have pain. Sometimes, you know, the bones can be realigned or readjusted and we can get some of that pressure off the nerve. And then, you know, eight months later, they might go uh, ice skating, take a fall, land on their butt and end up have another episode. Or they might sit for 12 hours on a transatlantic flight um, and then all of a sudden, you know, have another episode of, of sciatica. Because anything that compresses the spine for long periods of time and one of the things that people forget is when you sit, you put more direct pressure on your spine than you do when you're standing. So sitting for long periods of time can aggravate the disc, create more inflammation and swelling, and then cause another flare-up of sciatica. So these things have a tendency to come and go or wax and wane, um, depending on the cause. And, and you know it varies from person to person how many episodes they'll get, how severe they are, and there are a lot of different factors that contribute to that. But just suffice it to say that the more inflamed and the more pressure there is on the spine, the more likely we're going to see sciatic-type symptoms in the patient. And lastly, is exercise better for relieving sciatic pain than rest? Um, You can't say that one is necessarily better than the other, but specific exercises coupled with rest will be better. Um, So some people, you know, can't move at all when they're in a full-on episode of sciatica. Some people can bend forward with ease, um, and some people can bend backwards with ease. Um, So it depends on what type of, you know, injury they have. If someone has a a herniated disc and the disc is herniated posterior or backwards, and they bend backwards, they're going to compress that disc even more, and that's going to be worse. So that person would benefit from doing what we call flexion exercises or what's called Williams flexion exercises which are designed to open up the back of the spine to create more room. But there are other people who respond to something called the McKenzie protocol, which is more extension or back bends. And that depends, again, which way, if it's an anterior or lateral herniation, then chances are they're going to respond better to an extension protocol. So really what you need to do is you need to examine the patient carefully 
and do your range of motion testing. And if they do better in flexion, then you would probably start with a flexion protocol. And if that tend to aggravate things, then you would try the extension protocol. So different exercises will be better for different people depending on the cause. If someone's having a piriformis syndrome, then obviously you'll need to do massage work, realign the pelvis, and stretch out the piriformis muscle to get it to relax more, and then that's going to help that person. So in that person, stretching would probably be better than just plain old rest. But if the disc is swollen, we need rest because that's going to allow our body to heal. It's going to allow the body to decrease the inflammation. And then you need to figure out which specific exercises are going to be the best ones for that specific patient. Because unfortunately, the exercises required to help someone with sciatica isn't one size fits all. You need to do a little bit of examination. And sometimes there's even a little bit of trial and error. You know, sometimes you could think someone might benefit from the flexion protocol. You start them on that, they get worse, and then you might have to switch them up to the extension protocol. So rest is is very beneficial. Exercise is very beneficial. But if you find someone's doing exercises and they're getting worse, then you might want to just prescribe rest only until they heal up and get better from that. So it varies from person to person. There's no clear, concise answer. And it's really best to work with a professional on that to get the best advice on that. I wouldn't want people, you know, just doing home exercises and diagnosing themselves without proper help on that because sometimes it can go the other way. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Rubenstein. We know you're extremely busy, so I just want to thank you for your time and help today. Uh, It's an honor to be here, and I hope that we can help some people with the information we're putting out. Oh, definitely we can. So for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to... RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.